We're back. I'm Matt. I'm Paul. Welcome to Basketballers. In the words of the great band Stained, it's been a while. <laughs> so Paul had foot surgery in a way, and so we've kind of been sidelined for a bit. So by by in a way, he means in a big way. <laughs> in, a, in a big way. So we're back. My feet are propped up. I got the boom mic going. I feel really lazy we right now. We are ready to fucking go. I'm reclined in my chair. All right. So basically, like, the NBA, actually, there's not been, I mean, there's been a bunch of stuff happening in the past few weeks, but it's been nothing, like, earth-shattering. One of the first things that I'll bring up is COVID, is, like, COVID was terrible in the NBA. It was like, holy shit, everything's awful. And then it's kind of, like, better. It's not good, but Yeah, because there better. were a whole bunch of games that were postponed, and it was, you know, looking at the scoreboard for the night, and, okay, well, the Wizards haven't played in, like, three weeks because of COVID, and the Grizzlies haven't played, and... Everyone's back playing now. And the talks were, I mean, there were a few days where it was like, are we going to have to shut this down? We're going to have to shut down. Take it's a two-week break. Right. Yep. But no, they're playing. Kind of on the same, the COVID note, the site Defector came out with a COVID stat thing for the NFL season. Shout out to Defector. It's a great blog. And there were 333 NFL players that got COVID, individual players. Some people got it more than once. Some people were out. For only a day, which is somehow a thing in the NFL. Some people were out, I think the max was like 62 days. But COVID is real, and it is bad, so be safe out there. Yeah, don't be a fucking idiot. Right. Basically, just don't be a fucking... That kind of leaves... I made a note about this. I want to say, fuck you, Terrence Davis. So I was watching the Toronto Raptors game the other night. He got his first start, which I guess, good for him. But... But fuck him. But fuck him. In the bubble, he cut a hole in his mask because you were supposed to wear these masks. And he was like, oh, fuck, COVID's whatever. It's not important. Fuck him. Also, got to be careful about this, but there are allegations of abuse. So, not not a great overall look for Terrence Davis. Not a great track record there, no. Ter- Terry D. No. So, uh... The COVID stuff is not alleged. It is a fact that he put out there himself. And meanwhile, they're just canceling games. I don't get it. I don't get how people are like, it's a hoax. We'll just cancel the Wizards forever. But my dad runs a retail store. Um, I'll be vague because I'm not going to name any names. But he was telling me today that this guy came into his store. And I wish this was like a video thing or something because it's hard to describe. But this guy was wearing the mask over only his nose. (laughs) <laughs> I, over I, nothing else i've seen people do it like oh, under the nose there's a the lot time, of there's right? a lot of people but dude. only over the nose my dad it, showed me and i'm just like what the fuck so are people doing was that over his eyes did he just no, pull it up and cover it was, it? no it was between it was just over his nose under his eyes over his mouth it was the stupidest fucking thing i've ever seen <laughs> it's like you have to try to be that much of an asshole honestly yeah yeah if you're if you're putting that much effort into it, just put in the effort to do the research on COVID and then be like, oh, okay. This isn't like some sort of deep, like, Illuminati thing to it's control us. not a us. deep state conspiracy. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, because if it was, the deep state killed off a good one in Seku Smith. Shout out to Seku oh, Smith. Oh, yeah. So Seku Smith has been, like, in the NBA realm for, like, 30 years. Um, he's been he's been around a long time. He put out a lot of good content over the yeah. years. John Krasinski, who's a beat writer for the Athletic for the Wolves, uh, he actually wrote a really good piece about it. He started his career in Indiana, and Seku Smith was writing in Indiana for like a rival paper at the time. He said he was like the nicest guy. Talked to him all the time. Other, I guess Seku Smith would call Krasinski like every time the Wolves were bad which was all the time, and he would just, like, cackle <laughs> and just, like, make fun of it, which is hilarious yeah. because, yeah. That's what you do when you're a fan, though, right. when you're truly a fan of it. <laughs> yeah, he was taken by COVID at age, like, I think 49, way yeah. too young. Um, and he did a lot of stuff in Atlanta, too, so yep. there was exposure there. 
Yeah, so shout out to Sekou. That's that's really hard. I know a lot of people in the NBA were impacted by that, and it's it's hard to see a good person like that taken, especially when they have to you know go out and be exposed kind of for their job. So like that that sucks. Yeah. So I mean that that's part of why there was talk about shutting down the NBA right. because when people get COVID, it can be very serious, and a lot of people are lucky. Some people aren't. Yep. And I I think I don't think this had been announced when our last when we did our last show but um carl anthony towns got covid um a lot of shit has happened to carl anthony towns yeah man. so he got covid he seems to be doing okay but he's had it for like over 20 days like three weeks now i think since it was announced and there's no sign of him coming back and he may be done for the season so he just announced on his instagram the other night that in the off season he got hit by a drunk driver yeah was hospitalized had to do rehab okay so let's just run it back for cat uh, April of last year loses his mom to COVID. In the subsequent months, he loses six more family members to COVID, gets hit by a drunk driver, is hospitalized, has to go to rehab, and then he himself gets COVID. Man, that's a fucking blow. Wasn't he also in another accident in like 2018 or 2019? I don't remember. I thought it was another traffic accident. Potentially. But anyway, so just... Leave him the fuck alone, universe. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Come on. I've seen people joking online that cats have nine lives, and it's it's probably a good thing they do because he's used a few of his up already. Yeah, he's a, he's a trooper, man. He's a he's a good guy. He has a great heart, and I just I wish him the best of luck in his recovery, and I just I hope that things kind of turn around for him because he deserves he deserves it. Um, he puts in a lot of work. He's just a he seems like a really good all-around guy cares a lot about his family and yeah so. he, he seems like a great guy i mean the media interviews he does just seeing him on the court like he's normally smiling he's normally i mean he's also before all he's also been all big this. in the black lives matter like he was right after his mom died he went to minneapolis right after the george floyd stuff happened and he was there like when steven jackson was talking at city hall he was there right after his mom died so he was trying to be present and stuff for that so shout out to cat because that Cat's, Cat's a good sucks. one. And yeah, he's a real one. I mean, no one deserves it, but... Cat, no one deserves Cat it, but he especially does, doesn't. does not yeah. deserve it. Um, So that kind of leads to another point. The Wolves are bad. Does Cat sit out, even if, even if he comes back healthy, if he's healthy right now, which hopefully he is, Right. should he play or should the Wolves tank because they're... Their first round is to only top three protected going out to Golden State. Right. So that means if they are bad enough to get the top three, they keep their pick. So a lot of people think that the Wolves should tank and try and get a top three pick. Yada, I, yada, yada. I am of that opinion. I don't, I don't agree. The stats and odds favor doing that because otherwise you'll probably end up with the fifth or sixth overall pick, sure. which is still very valuable and you're just giving it up for nothing. Yeah. So I don't agree that you're giving it up for nothing because I think, I mean, on paper, yes, but right. But I think, okay. So I'm in the mindset of a Wolves fan, right? I'm, I'm saying that opinion as on an pa- analytical on, non-fan yes, on paper. Analytically, it makes sense to tank and to have the higher odds for like the stats present itself that you would want the higher odds for the top pick, right? You don't even have to do anything to tank. You just have to keep doing what you're doing. And well, you have to have you have to have Cat not play because you will win more games with Cat. This this is true. You will get out of top three with Cat. This is true. Most you're likely. just like you know what, Cat, take a mental vacation. Yeah, you, you've earned it. So, uh, yeah, I have a problem with that because not that he doesn't deserve it. I think he wants to play and he wants to win. I mean, we, he had that injury earlier in the season that sidelined him for a while before the COVID stuff. He, he came, came back, back a lot early, a lot way than too expected. early, honestly. But he came back because he wanted to play. Um, I think, in my opinion, and I'm nobody, but what I what I would like to see the Wolves do is, and no offense, Ryan Saunders needs to be relieved of his coaching duties. I think he should still be in the organization, make him GM, do something because he's a great guy. It seems. He really cares about the organization. The players love him. He's big into the culture of the organization. So I think he's important to the organization. He just shouldn't be the coach anymore because he has shown he's making way too many mistakes. They shouldn't be that bad. They're like they're not a playoff team, but they should not be as they're one of the top they're one of the two bottom teams in the league right now. It shouldn't be that bad. Well, I mean a lot of what's happened is that the players you kind of expected to become better right 
have almost regressed. It's, they've almost gotten worse. <laughs> yeah. Like, multiple well, players. And some players that started off the first few games well have just sucked. Yeah. So, but the coaching has still been a problem. There have been late-game situations where... Oh, like, for sure. He's not He's not doing you any favors. No, no, and he's made some, like, some bad calls. People gave Anthony Edwards shit because he... Um, went for a two basically when we needed a three, when they needed a three at the end of a game. But Ryan Saunders honestly deserves the blame because they had a timeout available. There were like, there's like 16 seconds or 12 seconds left in the game and they took it full court. You should have called a timeout when you got in the half court set because there were like 11 seconds left when you got to the half court. And it's great to give a rookie the ball in a late game situation to see what he can do. If you have a timeout, you drop a fucking play. Right. I'm not even a coach, and I know that. You draw a play. Yep, you run a set play. You're like, all right, this is what we're doing. Right, because you want to set if you're if you want to if you want to use the rookie who's really talented. If you want to give them a boost, give them a set play. Do not make them think any more right. than they have to because the game's already so different yep. than college. You're gonna run here. You're gonna run here. Yep. You're gonna get the ball. You're gonna take two and dribbles. fucking shoot it. And then you're going to shoot. Right? And then, look, if at that point he misses it, it's on him. And he'll take it, right? But he he hadn't been in that situation before. Edwards hadn't been in that situation. Yeah. So he should have been set up better for success. So I think you relieve him of his coaching duties. David Vanterpool, who is, who is the associate head coach, he was assistant to Terry Stotts in Portland for years. Really solid coach, it seems like. Um, let him take over. I think you probably make a couple of trades. I don't know who exactly. Try and win as many games as you can. They may still end up with a top three pick. They may end up with Golden State with the fourth pick. But I think... That's the worst case scenario. It is, but you know what? As a fan, I would rather them make the moves to show that they fucking care and to show that they're trying to actually do well. Because the franchise has been... I mean, yeah. David Kahn, and you have all that bullshit, and then you have Tom oh. Thibodeau, and you have all that bullshit, and yeah. like we need a show of good faith. And sometimes the right moves are the hard moves. Like, yeah, Ryan Saunders coming to coach is a feel good story, but the feel good only like lasts if they <laughs> fucking win. So and they, right, and, they and they're have, not, and they're they terrible. So I think they need to blow it up a bit, but I think. They need to show, and, and I think also doing that is showing Cat that they're serious about winning. Because Cat loves Ryan Saunders, but I I think if you're serious about winning, he's not the coach moving forward. And that's nothing like, like again, he seems like a wonderful human being. I think he's important, like I said, to the organization, just not in that role. Right, and you can still you know have a show of good faith to Cat and keep him around, make him in charge of player development, in charge of personnel, something, something, without making it seem like. Hey, you're fired. <laughs> like, boy, yeah, that was again, terrible. I think it's more organizational restructuring. And if Gerson Rosas wants to keep his fucking job much longer, he will do something drastic. Dude, your your commentator, Jim Pete, he's just going for all the jobs. Jim Pete's a goddamn real well, because Jim Pete's a real one. He's been there for two decades. He's seen everything happen. It's, he's just ripping on everyone. I mean, fucking make Jim Pete the GM, honestly. He would He would be pretty good to be honest do it, with you. Yeah. Uh Shout out to Jim Peterson. I know we've done that before. Shout out to Jim <laughs> Pete and uh, and Dave right, well, Benz, the the Wolves color commentators. Anyway, we'll, enough about we'll, the Wolves. We'll stop right on your Wolves. Let's talk about other disappointing teams. Let's go to Miami. Miami has not been good. So they were coming off a finals appearance last year. So they were theoretically one of the two, three top teams in the league in the bubble. And they're just bad this year. They just have not been winning. Jimmy Butler has been injured, but they have a lot of good players. Yeah, I mean, they got Goran Dragic, a healthy Goran Dragic, who they're missing in the finals. They have Bam. Bam should be better. Tyler Hero should be better. Duncan Robinson should be better. Yeah, and they're 7-12. and 12. That's disappointing. I mean, yeah. they, look, they should be over 500, but they, in my opinion, should have been at least playing 500 ball with Jimmy Butler out. You're not really a contending team if you're sub-500 without your best player. Like, you know, Giannis sits and Milwaukee still wins. LeBron sits or AD sits. The other one's still playing. The Lakers still win. Not, not only do the Lakers still win, you have Alex Caruso will put up like 25, 30 points. You'll have, you know what I mean? Like players that yeah. don't play as much will step up and can, you'll be like, geez, Kuzma put up contending, 35. Contending right? teams can lose their best player, sometimes even their two best, and still take on middling teams. 
which there are quite a few of in the East that Miami's been playing. And, I mean, they only barely beat Sacramento by a single point. With Jimmy Butler with scoring Jimmy Butler. 30. Yeah, his plus-minus is minus 7. So it wasn't great. It was his first game back in a while. Sure. But still, like, we'll just transition that to Sacramento because Sacramento is another disappointing team. They are currently, got my bad eyes on, 8-11. and 11. So they're basically right there with their one win better than uh, the Heat. But I like a lot of players on the Kings. De'Aaron Fox is a good point guard, but he heals a good shooting guard. Harrison Barnes is, shout out to Harrison Barnes. He's Ames, a good, Iowa boy. He's a good small forward, power right. forward. I mean, they have Whiteside, who's whatever. Rashawn Holmes, who's fine. Marvin Bagley. Marvin Bagley, who's fine. I mean, he's unproven, basically. He's he's fine. But, I mean, like, they have some good pieces. And 8-11 and 11 is not where they want to be. Um, there are a lot of good teams in the West. Like, Miami has even less of an excuse because they're playing Eastern teams a lot. Whereas Sacramento's like, oh man, we got to play the Lakers and the Clippers and the Jazz <laughs> a lot, who are all really good teams. But you kind of wonder what the Kings do. Do they just continue to kind of tread water at 500, below 500? I don't know. I mean, Tyrese Halliburton's been nice as a rookie for them. I was state boy. Really well. Yeah, he's played really well, though, for them. So, I mean... His shot looks kind of weird. Sure, but he's but he's playing well. He's playing well. Um, so maybe I mean maybe you trade him eventually. Maybe you because he was a later lottery pick. Um, maybe you use him with somebody else to get a a better player from another team. Because that's the thing. It's just they don't have a star again. Buddy Heald is is amazing, but like he's not a superstar. No, and they gave De'Aaron Fox the max, right? Who's really good, but he's not a superstar. I mean. I don't know if it's a hot take, but I'd take John Morant over De'Aaron Fox right now. I would, too. I would, too. Because, dude, John Morant's really good. John Morant's really fucking John good. John Morant's so much fun to watch. He's going to he's gonna get that max, max, max money. He'll he, get he'll get the super max. However much money they can give him, he's going to get it. 100%. I hope he stays in Memphis, too. He seems like he fits, right? Like, it's when, you know, Memphis had the grit and grind teams with Conley and Zach Randolph and Gasol and those guys, Tony Allen, right? Like... John Morant seems to embody that toughness in Memphis. And Shout out to John. Yeah, he is. He's probably to me like one of. My, I think he's one of the most fun players currently to watch. They still have Triple J, who hasn't right. been playing, but like he's a good player. I mean, they they have a pretty decent team, there. except for fucking Grayson Allen. Fuck, Fuck Grayson Allen. Allen. Fuck Grayson Allen. Man, I had forgotten about Grayson Allen since the last time we did a podcast, and now you had forgotten about him. All since these emotions are just then. flooding back to me. Fuck Grayson Allen. But uh. So another disappointing team is the Raptors because they're seven and twelve as well with with the Heat. They should be in playoff contention in the East. They just should be. Yeah, they've been up there. You know what? The past four or five years. Yeah, there's no excuse. They have about the same team as last year. Yep. Um, they are well. I guess they are missing Serge Ibaka and Marc Gasol. Yeah, and that's. I mean, that's hurting them a lot. They brought in Aaron Baines. Yeah, who, they they still should be a playoff team, even is, a lower seated playoff team. Aaron Baines is fine. Like Marc Gasol is obviously. <laughs> better but but again in the east both the heat to me and the raptors should be at at least 500 i think it's yeah. insane that they're not the knicks have a better fucking record than both those teams come on yeah i mean the knicks have been surprisingly good but that's also because the heat and the raptors have been surprisingly bad right uh i'll take it back to the west the mavericks oh have been pretty disappointing they were expected to be top six in the West? I think even... I mean, I saw people predicting Luka to be MVP. I saw people predicting them to be like a top four seed. Yeah, Luka's not getting MVP. They no, are... he's playing He's playing well, but he's not playing... So people, you know, ESPN ranked him, what, the number four player in their bullshit ranking thing they do? Oh, uh, whatever. And it was high. It was high. And yeah, because so, they were high. Right. Ah. But, <laughs> but like, Luka is not taking that step this year he's not he's about where he was last year if not a little regressed at this point yeah it's kind of like does Luka Doncic play for the Timberwolves <laughs> has he gotten slightly worse than last maybe year? he's trying to tank his value so the Wolves can trade for him because he obviously oh. wants to come to Minnesota that's, <laughs> that's right the destination city Minneapolis but Luka Doncic is currently the ninth worst three-point shooter so far this season by percentage he is shooting under 300 well under 300 which is 30 percent 
Ooh, which is Kelly Oubre at that 22.8%. That's yeah. bad. Yeah, Kelly Oubre has been bad. Robert Covington is surprisingly bad at 28%. Which is crazy because he's a like career pretty good three-point shooter. He is. That's one you expect to kind of bounce back. Giannis has also been really bad at 28%. Ooh, your boy Cam Reddish is there. Oh, no, Cam Reddish. What are you doing? That's okay. My boy's there, too, somewhere. Anthony Edwards. <laughs> oh, number 19. There we go. There, there are some surprising names, like J.J. Redick is 12th worst right now. Chris Paul is 14th worst. So let's just do, since we're, we're going to go on a quick tangent, do the opposite. I want to see the top three-point shooters. Cause this Dude, there, is... there have been some hot three-point shooters. So, okay. Number one, how many attempts is he? 50 attempts. Okay, so that's pretty good. Des- who? That's decent. Memphis. Desmond, I don't even know who the fuck Desmond Bain is. Who the fuck is Des? Shout out to Desmond Shout Bain. Shout out to Desmond Bain for shooting He's fucking 52% from three. 22-year-old player from Memphis? Um, Seth Curry Dude, is shooting 51.7%. Dude, we called that early on. He's getting nice looks. He's making nice looks. Uh, Wayne Ellington. Shout out to Wayne Ellington, Detroit, shooting 50%. Yeah. Um, but then you have like Michael Porter Jr. shooting 49%. Which is great. KCP is shooting 48% almost. Joe Harris, which I think we expect, right, is yep. shooting 48%. And, jo- and Joe Harris has twice as many attempts as KCP. Joe Harris has the most. He has more than Paul George, Let's actually. See. Steph <laughs> Steph Curry just has an insane amount of three point. Yeah, attempts. Steph Curry's actually his his three point percentage this year is not as good. I don't think forty one percent is still yeah. really good. So to put this in reference, right now as as we're recording this, sure, Steph Curry has two hundred eighteen three point attempts. Insane. The next highest is Bradley, no, Buddy Heald, with one hundred ninety three, and then he goes at one ninety one, and then fourth place, Fred Van Fleet at one sixty seven. So Steph Curry has 50 more attempts. <laughs> that's that's 33% more than fourth place. I guess his like looking at the top for volume, he does have the best percentage for volume. Just so. for for volume. He's creating a lot of shots. Like he's working off the dribble, coming around, making crazy shots. Dude, Steph Curry's been killing it. So that kind of brings us to our next. We're just going boom bam bam tonight, we're, but we're flowing. Uh, that brings us to kind of our next our next thing is MVP. Um, we're about a quarter to a third of the way through the season, so we're just going to do our MVP shortlist right now. Steph Curry, so right now, if the playoffs started today, the Warriors would be in the playoffs. They fucking suck besides Steph Curry. James Wiseman oh. has been nice as a rookie, but like he's if, a rookie, and I don't want to put Curry's expectations on him. Steph not playing, they're worse than the Timberwolves. Absolutely. Steph Curry, if they make the playoffs, he has to at least be on the shortlist for the respect because yeah. he's just playing he, so well. He will get some votes purely. And that's the thing about MVP is a lot of times it is the best player on one of the five best teams gets the award. If you're solely going on the most valuable player to their team, you have to look at Steph Curry and be like, you take him away and that team is shit. Yeah. If they make the playoffs, it's amazing. And like another name on the short list is LeBron because LeBron is great. and LeBron will always be on the list. You take him off there. The Lakers are still a playoff team. Yeah. Like Steph Curry has arguably been more impactful to his team than LeBron has to his team based on a win-loss record. Now, that's not to say if the roles are switched that that's different, right? If it's LeBron on the Warriors, then they might go to the finals. <laughs> <laughs> and and he's probably getting MVP. So some of it is situational, but right. It's still showing up. Like Steph Curry has shown up. He has done the work to drag him through and win games. And we'll just go to LeBron, touch on it quickly again. I agree with you, Paul, that that his impact isn't as great as Steph Curry versus the team. But the, the Lakers are fucking good. But it's still it's still the, LeBron. The, and the Lakers are far and far and away on paper right now. They're the best team in the NBA, kind of heads and shoulders, oh, I yeah. think. Um, yeah, they're I just mean, they, they're so good. They're so deep. If you're to so put solid. the if you're to put the teams into different tiers, they might be in their own tier. They might be like tier 1A, and then you have teams in tier 1B. Right. A couple of teams in tier 1B, then you would have like a two. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But just, I mean, they're the favorites. If I had to go to Vegas and put down some odds, Lakers. Yeah, absolutely. I think it would take a lot to derail that, honestly. But, um, okay, so then there's a couple other players that we had that Paul and I kind of in a consensus agreed upon. 
that you have to mention right now. I'll start in the East. So Joel Embiid for Philly. Philly has been the best team in the East. Joel Embiid is just fucking balling. He's feasting. He's healthy. He he just he just looks well. Right. How many years have people been saying if Joel Embiid can just stay healthy, he will be one of the best players in the league? Yeah. He's showing it this year. He's healthy. Oh yeah. He's he's one of the best players. I mean, in the he's league. he's such a force on both offense and defense, which is so rare because like. You know, we're just saying about Steph Curry. He's great on offense, but he's not a force on defense. He's fine. But, like, Embiid is just such a force on both ends of the floor. Embiid's like the new Shaq, dude. It's insane. Yeah, but he can shoot. Right. He's like a Shaq with another dimension. Yeah. I mean, he's making threes. But, but like, the power is where it reminds me. I I love that finesse game, too. Like, he's he's got some step-back, like, mid-range shots and some turnarounds and stuff. It is. It's a little Hakeemish sometimes, but he I is, love it. But he is very like when he rocks the rim, and I mean that, that kind of stuff reminds me of Shaq. He's a bully. Oh, yeah. He's a bully in the paint. Oh, and he's a big boy. Yeah. Oh yeah. So shout out to Joel Embiid. Um, but if I were to, if I had a vote and voted were to vote today for the MVP, it would be Jokic. Mr. Jokic of the Denver Nuggets. The Joker Nuggets. is is just he's he's been so good. He's playing on a different level. Oh, uh, you you had me bring up his stat line. What was it from last night? Oh, did I close it? It was today. Oh, you're right. It was earlier today. Yeah, earlier this afternoon. I still got it. He scored 47 points, had five assists, which is low for him, and 12 rebounds, which is and just... on on he had 47 points on 26 shots, 65 percent from the field, four for four from three. 9 of 10 from the free throw line. This dude is averaging about a triple-double. Not quite, I think, anymore, but about a triple-double. But close to it. For a 7-footer, it's just it's insane. He is playing, and the Nuggets are, I was talking to Paul before this, man, if I'm the Lakers, I want to face, and I know they they faced a gassed Nuggets team and and beat them pretty easily last year in the bubble because the Nuggets, you know, had – Two series that they were down 3-1 <laughs> and one. But if I'm the Lakers, I, I want to see the Clippers in the in the finals, in the Western Conference finals. I want to see anybody but the Nuggets. Cause, well, because, dude, they were, they just played the Jazz today. And the Jazz have one of the best defenses in the league. And Jokic goes out and is like, all right, here's 47 points, and we're going to win. The Jazz were also on an 11-game winning streak. And so usually at that point, a team as good as the Nuggets, who their record doesn't even reflect how good they are, by the way. No, they started off slow. Um, but a team like the Nuggets, that makes sense for them to beat them. Because when you get on an 11-game winning streak, you're going to get beaten soon, right? Like, it's just it's kind of how it works. Speaking of the Jazz, I told Paul that I had a um, Dark Horse MVP candidate. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Donovan Mitchell. Real? He's not even been the best player on their team. Yes, he has. Mike Conley's been the best player on that team. I don't think he's been the best player on that team. Oh, oh okay. I don't. Okay. Um, okay. I mean, Mike Conley's been great this year. I'm not. It's nothing against Mike Conley. I don't think he's an MVP player. I think Donovan Mitchell's the difference maker. Don, when it when it comes down to it in the playoffs, Donovan Mitchell. He's the guy. He is the difference maker. He's the guy. He's he, he's the guy who'll get the last shot. But he hasn't been like super great this season so far. I here's what I'm saying. Let's see. I'm I'm looking this up right now. According to Vorp, Mike Conley is 17. Vorp is some advanced nerdy stats. Yes. See how good people Value are. over replacement player. Let's see where uh 66. Alright, so we have number 17 versus number 66. I'm not gonna go on that, Paul. Okay. Um the reason I say Donovan Mitchell is for a couple of different reasons. Yeah, Mike Conley is fine. But Hey, let's look, also Royce O'Neal is right below Donovan let's Mitchell. Let's also talk about Paul. Uh oh. How MVP voting fucking works, and even though Mike Conley is having a great season, he won't get MVP votes. He no. just he won't. No, he won't. Donovan Mitchell is the guy. My point is, if the Jazz, because right now they're the top of the West, if the Jazz finish top three seed in the West, or even top two seed, he. And I think he will get better as the season goes on. I think he will too. He's, he's, the, he's yeah. the closer. He's the guy. He did start off slowly, right? He's 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 the he's the guy on that team. He takes the last shot, right? Right. I just I think he will be in conversation if the Jazz are as good as they are now at the end of the season. I don't. He won't get it, but I think he'll be in conversation. 
Plus, he has a chip on his shoulder. Like, Shaq was talking shit about him and all that stuff. Like, I think he has something to prove. But yeah. right now, again, Nikola Jokic, hands down. Dude, I want Mike Conley to make an all-star team. He sh- So, he deserves it this year 100%. Yeah. He and deserves it, it this year. But And he's – I mean, he, his problem is that he's been in the Western Conference where there's been just a buttload of great point guards that he's had to go up against. Well, Someone, and controversially, maybe, hot take, I would take him over Dame Lillard right now. Lillard just won a game for Portland. I don't – I understand. But no. Over, Body of work for the season. The course of the season. And yeah. the impact on winning, which yeah. I think isn't valued as much in the All-Star game. And look, Dame, Dame Lillard's flashier than Mike Conley, so he'll get a spot. Yeah. I mean, there, there are some players where it's just every year it's like – And okay. Steph Curry will make it every single year. Yeah. LeBron will make which, it every single year. Which are well-deserved. Yes. But yeah, I mean, if, if you're looking at like – is Devin Booker or Mike Conley going to make like Mike Conley has earned an all-star appearance. Yes. If he was in the East, I think someone laid out a path where he could have made the all-star team three or four different times. Yeah. Just based on who was in there and stats and everything. And he's sitting at zero. We got to get the man one all-star. He's earned it this year. Yeah, shout out to Mike Conley, but I still would take Donovan Mitchell as far as like MVP, just because of those other factors. I, it's, I hear it's, you. it's political. I, I hear you with that. And that's that's where I'm coming from. So, but again, shout out to the Jazz because the Jazz have been. I mean, we didn't talk about them. I think last time because, but they've been on a run. They have yeah. been one of the best teams in the NBA. They're they're playing ridiculous team you, defense. You do not win eleven straight on accident. No, and they're. I mean, again, you have Mike Conley, who is an excellent defender. Donovan Mitchell, who's an excellent defender. You have um, Rudy Gobert, who's obviously one of the top three yeah. defenders probably in the league. Yep. Um, Royce O'Neal's been good for him. Yeah, Joe Royce O'Neal's been, been good. good. Uh, Jordan, Bogdanovich has actually been pretty solid for him. He scored 32 points the other night in, in a Clarkson's win. Clarkson's been good. Yeah, begrudgingly. <laughs> begrudgingly, Jordan but, Clarkson is probably going to win sixth man of the year, honestly. He's like the. You, you got to give respect yeah. to respects due, though. He's averaging about 18 points. He's a huge. Because the thing about the Jazz is they need that offensive versatility, and he provides that for them. Yeah, because so, a lot of their players are defensive minded. But yeah, again, like like you said, Paul Joe Ingles has been solid. Yeah, again, Bogdanovich, yeah. he's been solid this year. He's healthy. Like, they're good, and they're they, gonna and they're gonna they be a factor. Um, I don't think this is an aberration. I don't think it's just. The, I I think they're gonna be a factor, and they again are a team that you don't want to face in the playoffs. Seven no. game series because they'll wear you the fuck down. Oh yeah, the playoffs are gonna be fun this year. Yeah, the West is a the West is gonna be a fucking it's gonna be slugfest. It's gonna be stacked. It's gonna be a slugfest. Stacked. So, um, that brings us to most improved player. We talked a little bit about it. I mean, I think right now, so, and I know Paul, you have a couple of good, good ones as well. Yeah. I mean, I'll just, I'll say my boy, Deandre Hunter on Atlanta, which he's at right now with some knee cartilage issue. It's kind of vague and not sounding great. That's not great. It's not great. Um, it's, it's still unknown, like, how much time he's going to miss, what's best for his long-term health sort of thing. So that may take him out of the running. But DeAndre Hunter has been playing really good basketball on both ends of the floor for Atlanta. It's part of the reason that they kind of rebounded from their little slump they had there and have been playing better as of late. Um, So to me right now, Christian Wood has to be one of the top in conversation. He's been really he's nice. He's been really good for the Rockets. Another player... Who and, and most improved is a weird one because so there are two players that are playing this year coming back from injury. The first one is is the lesser than out of these two, but another Houston Rockets player, John Wall, has been playing really well. I like that. Pick. I don't know if he would get most improved, but he might because that does happen sometimes where players come back from injury and they get most improved. Yeah. Um, a controversial, which this player could also potentially be MVP. We didn't even talk about him, honestly, yes. which is kind of funny. Yes, throw it out there. We actually missed it. Throw An it MVP, out there. fuck us, honestly. <laughs> Kevin Durant could win most improved player and MVP because he was out. Dude, Kevin Durant is so good. And he's been, I don't, dude, actually kind of fuck us. Seriously, we missed that one. Fuck you, man. You missed it. You also missed it because you could have said it. <laughs> so, so I'm going to add Kevin Durant to that conversation of MVP because the Nets are really good. I think it's and so tough to choose an MVP from the Nets, though. It's Kevin Durant. Well, I don't no, think but, it. I don't think it's that tough. Well, no. So he's clearly their best player. 
but well, right, which it's is why again politically they'll choose Kevin Durant for being. But it's the tough guy. to have an MVP from a team that has Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving, like three people who have gotten MVP votes in the past. Well, two MVPs. Yeah, I mean James Harden was MVP. Right. So. Kyrie, Kyrie's never been MVP. I think he's gotten no, votes. He's gotten before, votes, though. but he's never been MVP. No, but I don't disagree with. It. I'm just saying, like he he has to be in conversation. Well. Look, the Nets with the Nets with KD are probably a championship caliber team. They're so KD without, is so without good. KD, you just have Kyrie and Harden together. Yeah, I mean they're a playoff team, but how good? It kind of shows you how good Kevin Durant is when you put him against those two, and you're like, yeah, this guy. And it's not just right, exactly. And it's not just that Kevin Durant's come back and like, oh yeah, like Kevin Durant is. You know, oh, yeah, we forgot he's, like, a good player. Oh, oh that's nice. He yeah. scored 30. Yeah, it's like, no, he's averaging ridiculous numbers this year. And his efficiency is what always gets me. He's insanely fucking efficient. One number to worry about is how many minutes he's playing. Though. Yeah. He's played a lot of minutes. And, I mean, Kyrie kind of took a little sabbatical there. They traded for James Harden, so yeah. they down some players. I hope that James Harden and Kyrie are like, hey, KD. You pulled this team through like the past three weeks, you know. That's the thing; they're gonna have to give them some respite at some yeah. point. You you take you take your week off, you know, and then they have those three players. Or even like, put him on like an unofficial minutes restriction where he's only playing twenty five minutes a game. Each, each of those players should average thirty to thirty five, and just kind of save themselves over the course of the season, and then yeah. at, go up to like forty in the playoffs, yeah, exactly. maybe more. They're all averaging like thirty eight minutes right now, which. KD coming off the Achilles kind of scares me. Part of the problem is they're so depleted now. They're so yeah. I mean, they're so shallow because they gave up all their good their good pieces in the trade. Well, that's that's the thing. They were really depleted because trades take a little time to process. You have to do physicals. So Harden wasn't there. Kyrie wasn't there. So it's just Kevin Durant. Right, but like even after though, I mean, you know, look, they, I mean, Karis LeVert, um, is yeah, a good player. Spencer and, Spencer Dinwiddie's being out. Yeah, you know, and Karis LeVert had a. Um, it's kind of scary. He had a mass on his kidney, I think, but he got that removed. He he'll be fine. So that's really good shot to Karis LeVert. Yeah. But yeah, so Dinwiddie's been out, but they lost in in the trade. They lost Jared Allen and Karis LeVert. Those are two big pieces. Those yeah. are those are big for them. Jared Allen's huge for them. Yeah, because quite they're, literally, <laughs> <laughs> he's like seven foot. Yeah, and his fro is massive. I love it. Yeah, because they're relying on a rookie now to play the backup DeAndre Jordan minutes. And, and DeAndre Jordan is not, like, so reliable as far as health. I mean... He's been pretty good. He's not reliable as far as free throw shooting. But he's old. I'm just saying, he's older. He's, like I, He's old. He's been healthy most of the time, though. I don't disagree. I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I would worry about having a rookie backup to DeAndre Jordan. Right. I I think if there is, there's been rumors about Andre Drummond getting bought out of Cleveland. And if that happens, Brooklyn would be the most logical place. I also saw somewhere, this was like a, I think it was just fucking stupid, like Brooklyn trying to trade for Kevin Love, which does, I don't know how the fuck they would do I, that. How would they make the salaries work? Trade Kyrie. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> Back to Cleveland. Would really? That be, no, I, I don't think that was like the thing, but oh. wouldn't that be funny? That would be dirty. Kyrie would be so fucking that pissed. Would he would, so he would retire. He would not play for Cleveland. <laughs> he, he would, would. Not fucking play for he Cleveland. He would. He'd be like, you're trading me again. <laughs> Dude, the players union would have to get involved. That yeah, would get that'd nasty. Be, uh, that'd be bad. I would love it. Anyway, but think yeah. Of, think Katie's, of the drama. <laughs> Katie's so good. So, yeah, most improved. Um, Chris Boucher in Toronto has been super nice. He's been nice, too. Um, I think, yeah, that award's tough to give but, to a team that's still – but John Wall, I really like that because he's he's been out for long enough, and he got traded, and like, and also John Wall's a really good dude. Like, I, he's a real guy. I, I really, yeah. I really respect John Wall, and he's putting his heart and soul. In, Houston's five hundred right now. Yeah, they're so playing five hundred ball. They're surprisingly. surprisingly doing fine. Um, and yeah, I, Christian Wood and John Wall are definitely carrying the team right now. I don't think it would be slander to give it to him because you don't want to give most improved player and be like. Hey, you graduated from kindergarten, right. you know, type type of award. Yeah, I think like, for him it'd be more of a <laughs> acknowledgement of him coming back from a bad injury. Yeah, because he's been out two years. Yes, he's been out a long time. It's it's kind of like a welcome home, welcome back. Yep. You're back in the mix. You played well. Yeah, you're most improved from zero. <laughs> yes, you were nothing. 
Like, you were really good, then you were nothing, and now you're back. So we're we're recognizing that slope coming back. Coming back after that long is tough. It's oh, really yeah. tough. So the fact that he's come back and he's and, – and, again, the thing I always have loved about John Wall, even if he's not playing well, his heart is always in it. And, I mean, that's why Wizards fan loved him. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was there. I'm sure they're loving that fucking trade right now. Oh, man. <laughs> they – they gave up a first round pick too. Talk about disappointing teams. The Wizards. Oh yeah, we we, <laughs> we missed that one too. Real disappointing. Fuck us, man. The Wizards suck. We also haven't done a pod in like three fucking weeks. So. <laughs> my, Give my, ourselves a little. My feet run. are kicked up right now. Yeah, I'm, we're good. I'm basically still on break. <laughs> um, yeah, it'll be interesting. It's this isn't this is a peculiar part of the season always because it's right before the All Star break, basically after Christmas, kind of the middle weird part of the season. This Things is, are starting to of... come together, but it's also the COVID season, so it's also even weirder. But like teams are starting at this point to kind of cement themselves as like here's who we are, here's our identity. Um, there are some teams that started off hot that are now cold. Some the opposite, like Denver started off one and four, and now they're yep. eleven and six, I think, or seven or something. They're like, they're yeah. Let's look and see where they are. Um, Denver oh, has no. been. I took it away. One of the better teams as of late. So Denver is now eleven and eight. Eleven and eight. So they started off one and four, and they've gone ten and four since, which is very good. Um. Yeah, I mean the Jazz, like we just said, went on an eleven game winning streak. But this is this is the time of the season when teams can kind of either get stuck. Like if you're Minnesota, you just kind of go on a five game losing skid, or you make some trades. Right. Like you just kinda throw up your hands and say, This clearly isn't working. This is this is like the long days of the season. Yeah, I think, you know, you look at you look at the top of, of the West, right? Utah both LA teams, Denver, Memphis is surprisingly based on winning percentage, the fifth team, but that's an aberration, I think. Yeah, because they were they were out for like two weeks with COVID. Yeah. Stuff. So, but um, those like the top four teams, there's no trades that'll be made there. I don't believe. I mean, they're all pretty set. If if there are any trades, they'll be receiving the better player in the trade. Yeah, absolutely. Now with those four teams, I could also see, especially the, both LA teams, you're gonna see like Paul was talking about with Andre Drummond and the Nets. You're going to see potential players getting bought out, signing with contenders. Yeah. That will start happening here, like after the All Star break. Yeah, it was. It's kind of an aberration that Nick Batum got bought out in the off season, right? From Charlotte. Yeah, that's very rare. And then he just went straight to LA, you know, and now mm-hmm. he's starting there. There will be a few more of those. Yep. Just teams trying to get rid of salary. Say like, all right, we'll do you a favor. And I know JJ Redick is on the trade block right now. He's the hot name, and Philly is talking about getting him back. I would. Um, Boston dude, is talking about you take out, trade for him. You take out Seth Curry and you put in JJ Redick. <laughs> it's just it's like one one great shooter for a really really good shooter. Yeah, like if that's your rotation at the two that's, for the entire game, you're that's fucked. So good. If you're the other team, it's so good. And Philly really made. I mean, the the trades they made, the Richardson for Curry trade was just. I think it was so good for them. They just they're they're rocking it right now. Ben Simmons is also having a really good year. Right. And so is Tobias Harris. They're, it's like the opposite of the Wolves, where like we expected players to do better for the Wolves, and they just fucking sucked. It's like those two are – we expected them to do better-ish. Tobias Harris has been kind of a question-ish. He, but now it's like – The past few years, Tobias yeah. Harris has been, but now been he, like, is he worth all that right. money? And now this year it's like – He's playing yeah, great. He's playing great. Ben yeah. Simmons is playing really solid. Like, yeah. That's exactly what you want. And then with Embiid, yeah, the Philly's Philly's good. Good for them. You're, and good for Doc Rivers. I, was just I love Doc that. Rivers. I, I love Doc Rivers. Good for him because fuck Paul George. That whole situation sucked. <laughs> Not that Doc didn't have a part in it for sure. Right. But it was a toxic environment. Doc got a good shot in Philly, and he's taking full advantage of it. Yeah. So, and there's a good chance that Philly's going to get farther than um, the Clippers. Than the Clippers. And I tell you what, if we're looking at like a Philly Brooklyn Eastern Conference Finals, that's gonna be fucking great. That's gonna be and awesome. honestly, Brooklyn doesn't want it because they don't have an answer no. for Embiid. No, but that's why like DeAndre Drummond going there or something would be huge for them. Yeah, they still I 
Who has an answer for Embiid? Gobert, LA. maybe? The Lakers. It, man, when Embiid gets inside, though, he's so powerful. I know. I, the thing about the Lakers that I like is that they have Gasol and Davis starting, right? Big. Right. And LeBron. Like, they're big. <laughs> Dude, that's true. The Lakers are just so they're good. They're huge. The Lakers are huge. I mean, literally. <laughs> they're, they're so good. It's what is it? They have they start Schroeder, KCP at the two. Yeah, that sounds right. And then Braun, AD, <clears throat> Gasol. That's a big team. That's a yeah. big starting. Because Schroeder's what, six five? Maybe. He's got he's a, he's a bigger point he's guard. He's got long arms. Yeah. All about that wingspan, baby. Ooh. <laughs> well, that was a fun little <laughs> I don't know what the fuck, but <laughs> Um, I want to bring up something else, too, because I've been watching some basketball. Yeah. I had, had my feet kicked up. I'm on break. There's a lot of blue uniforms in the league. Oh, yeah. I fucking hate it. All these teams are wearing blue, and it's like throwback and whatever. And I will I, argue that some of the some of the throwbacks are awesome. Like, I love the Baby Blue Nets throwback. There's some that I think are really good. Like, the Nets have been in blue. Houston's been in blue. Yeah, that's dumb. Milwaukee's been in blue. That's also very dumb. And what I hate about it is like I was watching Milwaukee. They're in blue. Their court is green. And it's not like the Minnesota green and blue that work well together. It's like a weird blue and a kind of foresty green. And it's just, it looks bad. It just looks like you kind of chose two colors at random by two different people. And we're like, oh, cool. This is our color scheme now. Also, like, even if Minnesota had a different blue with their green and blue, their green and blue is already in their color palette, so it's, like, a little better together. Milwaukee's yeah. is green and beige. Like, you know what I mean? That's their yeah. that's their color. And then you see Houston, it's, like, well, H- H-Town, baby blue, and, like, right. I don't care. And, yeah, and, and Paul and I have talked about this a little bit, and Paul makes a really good point that, like, what happened to teams repping their fucking colors. Like, Dude, the fucking- I get throwbacks. I get, and especially like the Nets throwback, it's dope. There are some throwbacks that make sense, but when it's like the fucking Lakers yeah. were in blue, you're fucking purple and well, gold. That's they're like blue because they're doing the Minneapolis throwback, which I think is which, dumb. No, you move cities. Correct. Minneapolis gets to do the Minneapolis Lakers, which they don't get to do. Because whatever. It's dumb, but yes. The Lakers don't get to go back and be baby blue Minnesota Lakers. Right. They just don't. You're purple and gold. That's your entire brand. Like, that's what you were. And then they have their their all black jerseys. Like, yeah, just, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just getting old and cranky over here. But like, Also, I think the worst jerseys I've ever seen, or contender for it, are are the current year's Miami Heat, Miami Vice. Like, their jerseys last year, the black ones, were, were fucking oh, yeah. cool. Those were nice. So, Miami does some neon colors yeah. for their Vice. Yeah. Those and were cool. They're nice. But this year's suck. It's like, they're like fucking Two-Face from Batman. Because <laughs> one side, like, vertically. It's, it's a one vertical side pink, baby pink blue split. And one side is baby. It's but like, again, why is everything baby blue? There is so much baby blue when I turn on the NBA, and I hate it. Just give me their team colors. Damn it. It doesn't even match the court. I'm such a grumpy old man about this. I'm happy to report that the Wolves uh, City Edition this year is, like, gray. So, good for them. The, good. the Hawks is black, the MLK ones. Yeah, I like, just... I, dude, I want the Wolves to bring back the purple jerseys. That's what I want. The Purple Rain jerseys? The Purple Rain. They won't bring them back, but those were those were some of the all-time great City Editions, for sure. The I Prince, love it. Bring bring them back every year. Now the I don't disagree with that. That would, or at least for like a game, like a Prince tribute game. Yeah. Because Prince was a big NBA fan. But yeah. the other thing, so apparently the rumor is that next year, hoping, the rumor is that next year the Wolf City Edition jerseys will be a throwback to the trees, the Garnet Black trees. Okay. Those jerseys were fucking dope with the but trees. It, like yeah, lining but it's still them. like the same overall color scheme. Well, right. That's I guess. And I, I like that. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. I like that. 100%. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's my point, is that teams that are doing throwbacks should do... Now, l- let me let me give you kind of a bit of a different take on it. So, like, Memphis. They should do a throwback to the Vancouver Grizzlies with the big bear on it. I don't think they've done that, have they? Or have they? I don't know if they have. I'll need to check in on it. But that would be cool, right? That would be dope. Um, I think Oklahoma City... City. Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. Oklahoma shitty. Fitty. <laughs> that was a little fun. Oklahoma City should have, that's why I had the tongue twister, 
I think they should do a Sonics throwback. Oh, that might stir up some emotion. It probably would, but it'd, it'd also be super cool. Um, anyway. Yeah, I mean, that, that gets a little trickier because, like, the Grizzlies kept their name. They were the Vancouver Grizzlies. Now they're the Memphis Grizzlies. It works. The Thunder changed cities and names. It's more of a distinct split to me. It's yeah, not a, I guess that's not that's a good. It's that's not a, a continuation. Point. Um. Anyway, regardless, <laughs> Washington should throw back to the bullets. <laughs> yeah, especially now that would not that's, be a good idea. That's not happening. Um, <laughs> Adam, anyway, Adam Silver's I, like, boy, this pod's gone downhill. <laughs> <laughs> Man, these guys are a little fucking rusty. They need to give me some better ideas here. The bullets. Yeah. If you stop making everything baby blue, that's my rant. Okay, I was just looking to see how long we've been going. Okay, so I'm gonna make up for the past like however many minutes of just bullshit that I've whatever like years of bullshit. Years of bullshit. No, I mean just like we're back. We're a little rusty. It's fine. It's not a big deal. But. Paul and I, well, I have this idea and Paul is more analytical than I am. So he always helps me kind of flesh things out. Like I'm kind of like the big ideas person, which I I fucking hate that anyway. Like I'm an ideas guy. Fucking everybody (laughs) has ideas. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) So I'm, I'm not that person, but, but I usually have like pretty good ideas, but I don't know always how to flesh them out. And Paul can help because he's very analytical. So here's my fucking idea for the NBA. Take notice. Whoever's listening, by the way, ideas guy. I hate it. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not saying that. That's not what I'm saying. Cause I, I fucking, it. I hate people I who say it. that. Well, you know, people like that. Like I'm an ideas guy. Like yeah. well, fucking so, everybody has an idea. So, so what do you bring to the team? Yeah. I'm an ideas guy. I'm the ideas guy. Um, <laughs> I really pull the team together. <laughs> yeah. I really just like, I, I tie it all together. I really tied the room together, man. I'm, I'm the glue guy. Everyone falls apart without me. I mean, yeah. So what do you We could do? go into a super long conversation about that, but we're not. I'm to. sorry, this is hilarious. Okay, so we talked earlier like in the early episode about rele- relegation and the idea of that. It's never going to happen in the NBA. It's a cool idea. I love it. Yeah. It won't happen. Um something Paul and I have talked about for quite a while actually is the fact that tanking is an issue. Tanking is a huge fucking issue in the NBA. Well, right, cuz like right now Minnesota they're According to you know analytics, how I think they should try to lose. They should keep Flip Saunders as coach. They should keep Cat out. Ryan Saunders, Flip is oh, dead. Fuck me. <laughs> Way to go, Paul. God damn. Way it. to go, Paul. Uh, okay, so I'm sorry, everyone. So they should keep Ryan Saunders. Yes, and they should be bad. It's like the Jets in football. Right. Adam Gase was a terrible, terrible coach. They like, went one and fifteen. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You and I could have done a better job, and they kept him because they wanted to lose. So, Paul, do a, like, 30-second or just a little more rundown of tanking and then just the quick process of how draft picks work currently. So, if you make the playoffs, you are not in what's called the lottery. So, the top 16 teams are in the playoffs. The bottom 14 are in what's called the lottery. And based on your, your record, your standing, you have improved odds in the lottery of getting the top overall pick. So it used to actually be physical ping pong balls. They'd put ping pong balls into a machine, have a little suction grabber thing pop up as this big TV event. Um, And you just, the worse you are, the more ping pong balls you had in the lottery. That's a very, explain like I'm five sort of situation. You want higher odds of the top pick. So like from Minnesota this year, their pick is top three protected. So they want to be number one, two, or three. To have the best odds, they need the worst record. And that would give them the best odds. If they try to win, then that means they are decreasing their odds of the top pick. So for what happens for a lot of teams is you kind of get to midway through the season, like the All-Star game, and they realize they're not going to make the playoffs, which means they're in the lottery, which means they now have more of an incentive to lose to improve their odds in the lottery than to win, which would decrease their odds in the lottery. And get them a lower draft pick. So, yeah, basically, you want to be the worst team to try and get the number one pick. I think the number one pick should be um, more of, like, an honor or, like, a, like an incentive than, like, oh, I'm just going to fucking be terrible. So, to me, the idea of trying to fix tanking is how do you make it so... 
So for, there's there's two things. First of all, um, uh, first of all, how um, I'm just trying to gather my thoughts here. Uh, you want to make sure that there's as good of basketball throughout the entire season as that, you can have. And that's what I was alluding to with like Minnesota may now try to lose. Right. Or other teams after the all-star break, they realize they're bad. Like the Washington wizards. There was like, well, the beginning of the year we were trying to make the playoffs. That is just not going to happen. Right. Now so, we are going to try to lose. Exactly. So, so this would, so what you want to do is come up with a system that would incentivize teams for winning even after that point in the season when they realize they're not going to make the playoffs. Exactly. There's another piece to this. The number two is I was making the point to Paul that I have an issue. This is kind of separate, but also connected. The playoffs are too long. I think the first round should be three or five games. I don't think it should be as, as big as it is. It, even playoff, as big fans. Yes. we. Lo- I mean, the playoffs are amazing, but they're way too fucking long. Yes. Having seven-game series starting in the first round is ridiculous, in my opinion. It used to be five games. They should have it five or three and in I, the first round. I mean, there's a few reasons. The big one is TV revenue. You have more games, you have more revenue. Um, but also It also just, draws out two months. So so my whole yeah. point to Paul was, like, the Super Bowl for – and you couldn't have just one game in the NBA. But the no, Super Bowl because... for football is the huge fucking thing, right? Like – um, even the like the World Series is seven games, and the playoffs yeah. don't last that long in baseball. It's much more of an event. Um, people get to the if you're not a big NBA fan, it's like the end of the season. You're like, oh, I guess the playoffs are still going on, and so and so just won. Cool. It's just right. it's kind of anticlimactic if you're not an NBA fan. So yeah, because I even tried describing it to people. I'm like, man, it's Game Five of the NBA Finals, and they're like, cool. Who's winning? I'm like, oh man, you know, Miami is up. 3-1 or whatever, and they're just like, okay, so they're going to win, and they just don't care. Right. And, again, you know, Paul makes a good point that, like, it's fair, and, and it's better to, to to get the best team, to figure out who the best team is and may the best team win. It is fair to have more series games. and more games. Right. Theor- um, theoretically, you'd have an infinite number of games. Sure. And they would just play forever and ever, and that would get you the result. But – we one, don't have one that. is the worst <laughs> on the right. other side of that. So the problem is like someone sprains an ankle and they're out for the second half. Right. So, so here's, here's my idea and, and it does nothing specifically to the playoffs, but it, it gives the NBA something new to do at the end of the season and something like that would be not very long, an event that would bring in a lot of new viewers. Um, and it would also give, shittier teams uh, a bit of a pump up in in viewing and viewership the idea is you have a and i don't have it totally fleshed out but you have a tournament for the bottom 14 teams yep so the teams that are not in the playoffs yep you have a tournament between them like a one and done march madness style tournament kind of the consolation bracket and the winner gets the number one pick Right, you kind of re-rank those bottom 14 teams by how well they do in this tournament. Yep. And I, so you're giving you're giving people, you're giving teams the chance to fight for the number one pick. I love that idea because then you're not bottoming out for it. You're number one, again, like I said earlier, playing great basketball hopefully throughout the season to try and make the playoffs because that's your ultimate goal. And then if you don't make the playoffs, you're fighting like hell to get the number one pick or at least like a, a good pick. Yeah, and I personally, I would like to see that their end of season rankings come into play a little bit more. So, like, let's say you're Minnesota, Cat sits out the whole season, and then wow, Cat's magically back for this tournament, right? You know, like you're they're still not incentivizing the regular season, but if you said, I, I do kind of like the best two out of three, you know, like so best of three series, but the higher seed gets a one game advantage. Yes. So lower seed, it doesn't quite have the thrill of the one and done. You could also just... I still think one and done, personally, but... But let's say you gave 10 points to the higher seed. They just start off the game 10-0. Something like that. Like, that makes a difference in a game. Yeah. You know, and that still adds to the excitement. You're still... It's not, you know, some unsurmountable deficit. Sure. Something like that. I would like to see that. Because then that would still... 
incentivize Minnesota or the Wizards or, you know, another bad team to still try to win those games in the end of April, the end of March. Right. When they just otherwise still may not try to win them. But I do like that idea. It would be kind of interesting how they do that TV schedule-wise. Yeah. They have all the the main playoff games. You know, it's kind of a marketing problem. It's like, oh, we have the playoffs. And then we have this other tournament. And it's like, well, wait. This other tournament's one and done. These guys are playing best of seven. What's happening Let me throw out a quick idea here. So shorten the playoffs. And you do this before the playoffs. Give teams a little bit to rest. Like, oh, a, like a week to rest. I mean, if, if you have 14 teams and you're doing every other night for a one and done, how many games would that be? Well, there'd be seven initial games. And again, the math is weird. You'd have to probably have a buy or something for the top seed or two seeds or something. But I mean, you could play seven games over a weekend. Oh, just easily. Just have three on Saturday and then four you would, on Sunday. Then you would go down, but then you'd go down to three games. Yeah, I mean, you could do that two on Tuesday, one on Wednesday then, type of thing. Then how does that work? I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know the math very well, but... Maybe, maybe there's a buy. Maybe the... Yeah. So basically, you... I mean, so you're talking five, six nights. Really a week. I mean... I don't mind that. You're talking give, about a week. So then you give all the playoff teams a week to prepare, to a week re- to rest. To rest up. And then shorten, make it like three or five games for the first round. I, I say five. I say three. Fuck it. Four. Three game <laughs> Three games for the first round, five for the second. And seven for conference seven finals. Seven for conference finals and finals. That's what I would say. Okay. Okay. Because I, I'm sorry, if you're the better team in the first <clears throat> round, you should be able to win in three games. If you're having a week off to prepare for that also. Exactly. I'd It also incentivizes yeah. teams to play fucking really well. So I don't I don't hate that. Or maybe five five is seven and seven. I you know, I kinda like that. Given the given the playoff teams a week off, having this one and done, it really is like a March Madness style. Yeah. And it's and look, they're talking. You, you you made the point, and I agree with you that the reason the playoffs are so long is for TV ratings. So if you had this May Madness, it would be something. Yeah, it'd be something new. Call it May Madness and just blatantly rip off the NCAA. Also, <laughs> fuck the NCAA. Fuck the NCAA so much. Yeah, so much. Rip them for off for so many reasons. That makes this idea even better. If we yeah. piss off the NCAA, <laughs> <laughs> you're cutting into our student athlete revenue. I'm like, ah, fuck you. Oh, you mean the student athlete revenue that they don't get a fucking C? Yeah. Awesome. Great. Oh, cool. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> and how many sexual assault and fucked up scandals are you hiding this year? Awesome. Fuck, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. How have we gotten this along without just saying a huge, like, insurmountable, the biggest fuck you to the NCAA? That's a good question. Because really, th- they're fucking terrible. I think because we care so little about college basketball that we just never even think about it. <laughs> that is the truth. <laughs> Except the Iowa Hawkeyes are really good this year. So that is, like, good for me. Whatever. Personally, but... Fuck the Hawkeyes. Fuck the NCAA. I mean, no, not fuck the Hawkeyes. First of all, as you know, because we don't have any pro teams... That's wearing a Hawkeye shirt right now. I know. <laughs> Because we don't have any pro teams in Iowa, even though I'm an Iowa Hawkeyes fan, I want the Cyclones and the Hawkeyes both to do as well as they can in all sports because that brings more notoriety to Iowa. Because want, we don't have pro teams. I want the whole thing to burn, man. Um, But fuck to, the NCAA. I want it to burn. I mean, I want it to burn, but I also want our state to like be recognized a little bit. So. <laughs> While it's not burning... We want to do well. And then <laughs> of course. Every, once everything else starts. Fuck it. Nah, man. Tear it all down. Fuck yeah. the Cyclones. Fuck the Hawkeyes. No. Fuck them all. No. I've, side note. I've never gotten this. So I went to Iowa State. The Cyclones. Sometimes they do well in football or basketball and everyone's like, oh, aren't you so happy? And I'm like, no. Why the fuck would I care what my college of 10 years ago's basketball team now is doing? You are honestly like the fucking... Big minority in that. Why Huge. Would I, why would I care? Because it's school pride. Dude. I went there for an engineering degree because they were a better engineering school than the University of Iowa. But you like basketball and f- football to an extent. Yeah. So. Why the fuck would I care? I don't care about like high school sports anymore. Oh, I I go to high school games all the time. Okay, dude, you're on a list somewhere. <laughs> I'm, I'm are, kidding. I you don't. are for sure on no, some FBI I, list. No, I'm kidding. Um, I did go to a high school football game years and years ago after high school but like with some friends and stuff um 
That was a Valley Dallin game, though. And how how far out of high school was this? Three years, four years. Okay, okay. So not now. Would you go to one now? I might take my kid to one, like someday. Yeah. Okay, that's different if you have a kid. Would you like next by myself next no. year? Yeah. No. So then, why is college okay? I don't know. Fuck it. <laughs> fucking stupid all right well fuck the ncaa i think that's basically <laughs> i think that's basically our show now that i um, pissed off everybody <laughs> so uh we'll we'll see how the rest of the season goes all star will be here in just a few weeks it, yeah it's gonna come up sooner than we think yeah so um hopefully we can get an episode out next week be a little more regular again now that paul is healing and getting better so uh until next time i'm matt i'm paul thanks for listening to basketballers We'll